Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. This is Greeny, Amber Wilson, and Joe Fortenbaugh filling in for Mike Greenberg here on ESPN Radio. You can watch us on the ESPN app and, of course, listen to us as well on Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and plenty more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Joe and Amber makes its debut January 3rd, right here on ESPN Radio, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, every day. So we got a little treat early here in December. We are up here in Bristol, Connecticut at ESPN HQ. We're getting ready for our new show, and Joe was able to hop in studio with me today. We're actually hanging out in studio, thanks to him scraping my windshield off this morning, because I didn't know how, because this Florida girl's really lost when it comes to ice. Yeah, the idea of applying heat to a cold (laughs) surface was a little complex for early in the morning, but we can go ahead and move past it. Joe and Amber, January 3rd, looking forward to see how quick we can get reprimanded for something. I'd imagine yes. it'll be the first week. Wouldn't be the first time, but we're coming out strong. We're coming out fire. We are coming out strong. Uh, last night at dinner uh, with you as well, and our producer, James Steele, who's going to be producing Joe and Amber uh, January 3rd. He was making fun of me. James was making fun of me because I also had a lot of trouble putting on my coat, and he he determined that like I'm just not used to putting on coats, which is That was a sight, accu- it was sight weird. to see. It was a little weird. A it coat. got a little embarrassing. For anyone listening, it was a, it took was a standard coat. way too long to put a coat <laughs> it on. It was yeah. really odd. Yeah, you guys were all waiting long. on me. Like, I've seen astronauts get out into space and then back into the shuttle in the amount of time it took Amber to get the coat onto her back. Uh, you know, I'm making it work here. Uh, it's a new territory, new territory, new show coming your way in the new year. They don't and have I'll coats get used in Florida? to it with more. Uh, we don't really have coats in Florida. It hasn't really dipped below 65 yet in Florida. Although, when <laughs> it gets down to 62, don't you worry. I will have my ski jacket on. Uh, we have to transition to sad news here out of the NFL. You probably heard Christine just say it. Franco Harris the Hall of Fame running back, who, of course, was part of that immaculate reception, most of the iconic plays in NFL history. He passed away at the age of 72. That's according to his son. That comes, Joe, just two days before the 50th anniversary of the immaculate reception, just three days before the Steelers were going to retire his jersey. I, it's so terrible. I mean, anytime you're dealing with the death of someone who's, who's beloved, someone like Franco Harris, it's, it's going to be a rough day. The fact that it happened right before the 50th anniversary and the Jersey retirement Sunday night. I mean, you just you feel for the family, you feel for everyone involved. But the the glimmer of 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 joy in a sea of tragedy when you deal with something like this, whether it's Twitter, whether it's any of the shows around here today. So many people sharing stories about Franco Harris, not related to plays he made on the field, Mm -hmm. but related to just. This moment, I reached out for an interview and we ended up talking for 25 minutes and there was a history lesson. Like, it seems like everyone who met him genuinely enjoyed their time with him. Yes. And they talk about how you you never want to meet your heroes because you might find out something you don't want to find out and then your world's kind of shattered. Not with Franco Harris. He seems to have been a guy that anyone who encountered him, I did briefly on Radio Row at the Super Bowl a few years back, 
couldn't have been more generous with his time. What a great guy. What a loss for the NFL community. Yeah, absolutely. That's everything I hear about him all the time as well. So again, across our airwaves, we are remembering life and legacy of Franco Harris. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Counting down to NBA Christmas Day. We've got five consecutive days on Christmas on ESPN and on NBC. That It'll all get going at noon Eastern and on ESPN radio. You have a double header at 430 Eastern, the Bucks and the Celtics, followed by the Grizzlies and the Warriors. So tons of basketball coming your way on Christmas. The NBA is on ESPN radio. And because we're talking NBA, we, of course, bring in ESPN's NBA front office insider, Bobby Marks. And Bobby, thanks so much for joining us. The Knicks have won eight in a row. What has changed for this New York's Knicks team? Well, I mean, I think certainly they, you know, Tibbs has trimmed down that roster, basically just going with, you know, nine, you know, nine deep with quickly and McBride and Hartenstein off the bench here. Um, I mean, you're you're seeing Julius Randle basically kind of revert back to that All Star that we saw, um, you know, what two years ago. Um, Jalen Brunson's played at a high level here. I think the big concern for me was, or the big question was, kind of what their identity was, and I think you're starting to see their identity as far as kind of a little bit of a a defensive-minded team that gets out and runs here, and um, you know they've taken advantage of, of, of the schedule here. And uh, this Eastern Conference is, you know, as we thought, Milwaukee and, and um, Boston probably were the two teams that were going to run away, and I still think they're the favorites. But you know, between them and Brooklyn and Cleveland, uh, teams like that, um, it, there's a, you know, across the league, there's a lot of parity here. Bobby, what's the ceiling for a team like the Knicks? I mean, we saw them in the playoffs last year against Atlanta. It was a fun opening round. Is this a team that could maybe get past the first round this season? Do we see them taking that step forward? I think, you know, where they are right now, they are probably a a, a team. Hey, if they get out of the first round, it's probably considered a good season. I think think the ceiling is just because they still have so much to, to do as far as from a draft pick standpoint. You know, we know what they have all their, you know, their first round picks and they've got picks from other teams. I think, you know, what, 13 total here. Um, you know, they've got contracts that they can move. I think they're kind of on this holding pattern waiting for that next, I guess, big star to become, you know, one, one out. You know, we'll see who it's going to be. Maybe it's Zach Levine in Chicago as far. So they do have all the, the resources to go out there and, um, you know, to go out and do a deal if they, if they if they want to, you know, similar to what we saw with uh, with Donovan Mitchell this summer, where they kind of you know backed away because the price was a little bit too high. But I think as is right now, I think yeah, I mean, I think things would certainly have to break right for them to get to a conference finals here. But I certainly think, I think you can make the argument they can get out of a you know out of, out of a first round. Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider, joining us here on Greeny, Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh filling in for Mike Greenberg, Bobby. The Nets are playing well, so does this mean that all is well in Brooklyn, New York? <laughs> I think it's day to day, right? I think we live in a. I think what Brooklyn taught us this summer is that we live in a day to day world here. I think they've, yeah, they've won the games they're supposed to. Um, you know, they have a little bit of a soft part of their schedule. Like, hey, they've caught teams at the right time. They'll probably catch a Golden State team tonight um, who played last uh, last night against New York. Maybe we'll see who's going to be resting here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's they've turned they've there's you know they've got stability right. It's, we're focusing about basketball, but I think if you're if you're a Nets fan or if you know we're we're looking at the Eastern Conference here, 
I'd be concerned about getting down 17 points to Detroit or 18 points to Toronto on the road. And I know when you have Kyrie and, and, uh, and Kevin, you know, those guys can give you 65, 70 points and, and get you back in a game. So I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, Milwaukee, I think they have at the end of the week, um, you know, when their schedule gets a little bit tougher. Because as I said, they've caught a lot of teams who haven't played with their best player, but they're seven games over 500. They're the, I think, four seed right now, and it's a lot better than they were back in uh, back in early November. To the West Coast, where the Lakers are currently 13-17 and 17 in the 12th seed in the Western Conference. Anthony Davis now hurt. He's expected to miss a month. What's the future for Los Angeles this season in terms of how they're going to manage this? Are they going to be buyers at the deadline? Are they going to be sellers? What's next for L.A.? Yeah, I mean, I think the best case scenario is that Davis gets back in a month and they're still kind of hanging around here. I think I think they probably will be just based on Golden State and, and some of the teams kind of competing for this playing spot here with the Curry injury and, and Golden State. I, I just look at them, you know, we, we've talked about these two first-round picks. They have the trade, certainly Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, Kendrick Nunn. I just don't see a deal coming to fruition until you know that you know the trade deadline week, which is early February here. And by them, by then they might be out of it. So it's almost like they you know you know you know pull their cards from the table and kind of walk away here and kind of regroup in, in the off season here. It's it's hard because we all thought Indiana and Utah and some of these teams that were going to be um, you know sellers. They're going to be right in the thick of things here, and you know, the, you know, you're basically looking at Charlotte and San Antonio here. So I think this is kind of who they are right now, and I think I think they could sell off and maybe not improve the roster and maybe improve for the future. And I'm sure Laker fans don't want to hear that, but I think there's enough body of work to show that this is probably a, a below 500 team, even with Anthony Davis back. Bobby, you mentioned the trade deadline there coming up in like a month and a half-ish. It's been quiet so far there. Earlier this week, most players became eligible to be traded. At what point do you expect trades to actually start happening here? I think a month from now. I think January 15th when we have a better understanding of where the standings are and start things really start to shake out. I think it, you know, certainly Circle, Chicago, although they had a good win in Miami, was a you know, heat team that was missing a bunch of guys. Washington, um, you know, certainly uh, Toronto is going to be interesting. But, yeah, I just think for those three teams, where they are a month from now as far as if they pivot from some of their players. But, you know, history shows I think 85% of all trades occur during the week of the deadline or on the deadline. So we could be in a little bit more of a holding pattern for the next, I guess, six or seven weeks here. But I do expect a little bit more movement, you know, once we get probably to January 15th. Bobby Marks, our ESPN NBA front office insider. Bobby, thanks so much for stopping by. I appreciate it. Thank you. God, what a mess with the Lakers. Um, I mean, a mess. Just what a mess. Who would have seen that coming? I mean, everybody who's watched Anthony Davis's entire career, like, hey, this dude's not always available, so he's not going to right. be able to allow LeBron James to age gracefully because he can't actually be the number one consistently. Oh. But I digress. Coming up next here on Greeny, it's been an interesting week for athletes on Twitter. We will get into that. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful 
for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh filling in for Mike Greenberg here on Greeny. Amber and Joe debuts January 3rd right here on ESPN Radio 7 to 9 Eastern Monday through Friday so certainly stay tuned for that but we are live in Bristol Connecticut at ESPN HQ hanging out Uh, it's a treat to be able to do radio in person from ESPN HQ and we're having a lot of fun today first time I have been in a radio studio doing a radio show in three years now that's not to say I haven't done radio Wild. shows over the last three years but everything has been zoom you and I have known each other for a few years mm-hmm. we've done a handful of shows together mm-hmm. we've met in person once prior to last night and that was not for a radio show no so like, hey just go together and make magic and yes so, yeah, no problem they, they plucked us no put us together and we are in fact making magic what is also magical is what you have to tell us about AutoZone it's a pro pro segue right there pro segue <laughs> Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like battery testing and free battery charging there. Free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not, or if you're in need of a fresh charge. And if you do happen to need a replacement battery, they can help with that too. They've got reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. And they're the only place you can find proven, tough, Duralast Batteries, all capital letters, so you know it's important. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. So kids these days, we know how athletes are, right, Uh, in the world of social media. And the thing is to subtweet and you do the deleting posts, right, when you're upset with your team. We saw it with Kyler Murray. We've seen the subtweeting even from LeBron James before. And this is the world that we live in, and this is how you air out your grievances. Well, maybe nobody gives us more material on social media than Kevin Durant because he's also given us burner accounts, it appears. He's given us all sorts of stuff. He's always chiming in on everything, too. 
far outside his own sport. He's done that again, once again. Uh, an interesting story coming out of Tampa where the Tampa Bay Bucks running back Giovanni Bernard, he was involved in that unfortunate miscue during that game with the Bengals where he mishandled that snap. What seemed like on a fake punt play, it, it leads to a turnover, one of like six turnovers from Tampa in that game where they just completely collapsed in the second half of that game against the Bengals. So Jenna Lane, she covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. She was trying to ask Bernard about what went wrong on that play. And it became uncomfortable, uh, the exchange, I think, to put it mildly, right? Like Bernard clearly did not want to be asked about what went wrong there. Uh, She kind of went at him, you know, sort of a bit like, hey, this is my job. Obviously, I have to ask you. He was like, oh, you want to talk to me now? I guess he feels like he doesn't get spoken to by the media often enough. So there was a bit of an exchange there. He ends up answering the questions, but of course, just in a very... I mean, how would you describe it? He just keeps terse. saying like, yeah, very terse way. He just keeps saying it was my fault. You know, it was my fault, my fault, my fault. Same answer to every question. And and so Jeneline ends up uploading this video to Twitter. Kevin Durant chimes in. Ah. Old Katie Kevin with opinions Durant. on everything, everything, right? He praises Bernard, uh, blames the media, calls the media spoiled entitled clickbait media and basically goes after the Tampa Bay Bucks media essentially for an exchange that happened well outside of KD sports. Number one, it's not all media. That's what he should be careful with there because he's kind of generalizing. There are so many reporters who do excellent work, reporters who have dealt with him on a regular basis, who do excellent work that he has good relationships with. It's not all of them. Yes, there are some. But Durant has a history of being thin skinned. Mm -hmm. I love Kevin Durant. I was in the Bay Area working on Bay Area radio when he came to the Warriors, when he won with the Warriors and when he left the Warriors. And he had some issues there with Bay Area media. And to be completely honest, it's one of the easiest markets in this country to play professional sports in because the media doesn't really come at you. The fans don't really come at you. That's not a knock on anything, but we see how things play out in New York, in Boston, in Philadelphia. It's a lot more aggressive. In the Bay Area, it's not. And to have an issue with some of the way things were done there, not to say all of it, all of it was was above board, but there are times where he would have some issues with things where it's just really like, is this this is the issue we're talking about today? This You're banged up over that? Like, people love you. They love you here. But, you know, they might love Steph more because he's a little bit more homegrown. Is that actually an issue? So well, he, he had a problem with the media in Oklahoma City. Yeah, he's and, and, and there was the, the cupcake thing, which mm-hmm. I can completely understand why that was a, a big issue. But he notoriously has had problems with this. And that's just how it is. So I could see why he's going to point that out, because he has dealt with stuff in the past that probably isn't 100 percent professional. I'll put it like that. But he's also gotten upset about things that most people wouldn't get upset about. Yeah, see, he does appear to be, I mean, he's thin-skinned even on social media, right? Like, he's he's the rare superstar. It's not just an athlete going back at the trolls. It is an athlete of that caliber, and I think that's why it surprises us so much, even in this world of social media that we live in. And even though it's hard 
psychologically for anybody to tune out the haters and the trolls, right? They always say, like, when they study human psychology, that we're far more likely to notice the one bad comment than the hundred good comments when you're looking at your social media. I always try to keep that in mind myself. Kevin Durant has struggled with that, it appears, in his career because he certainly will engage even with just, you know, Joe Schmo well, he, out there. Well, he loves it, too. He talked about it on Bill, Bill Simmons' podcast. He will wake up, and the first thing he does is go to his phone. He is on his phone all the time. And there's nothing, nothing there's different nothing about that. There's nothing wrong with that. I guess we all do a lot it. But of man, are doing if that. I was Kevin Durant, I think we all just think that, right? Like if I was Kevin Durant, somehow it would be different. Somehow I wouldn't want to fire up Twitter right away. Like somehow I think we have this expectation that the superstar superstars that are so superhuman should be above it all because who cares about what the rest of us are saying? But you're right. He seems to enjoy it. Humans. And he seems to also enjoy engaging in the commentary about the media because of his own history, I think, there with the media, which you referenced. But to call them spoiled and entitled in this exchange doesn't go well. I will say I'm normally one who's very, I guess, pro-media in this scenario, typically when it comes to these interactions with players and coaches, where I always say, So to be clear, you're in the media and you have to be pro-media. I'm in the media and I'm pro-media. It's very bizarre how that works out. It's incredibly objective. It's a very objective take from me. And my theory on it is always, hey, we're doing a job. You're doing a job. We all signed up for this job. And it's quite literally part of your job. Like if you're a con, like it's in the NFL contracts. It's in the rules with the CBA. Like it's in these coaches' contracts as well. So it's quite literally part of your job description. Your job is not just coaching on the field or not just playing on the field. It is actually also talking to the media. That's what you get paid for in part. So the, when, when players hate it so much and when they don't give you anything as a media, there's always a frustration for me. I will say in this scenario though, you kind of do have to know your audience when you are dealing with players a little bit. I understood why Bernard, you've got to know that there's going to be frustration when you're asking him about that particular event and that particular play. There's frustration right now with that team. That team's collapsing. That's not a good team. It's been a very frustrating season. You've even seen it from the old great Tom Brady, right, who has every accolade under the sun. And so I'm not surprised that you got that frustration from the player in that moment. And maybe it could have been handled a little bit differently, but I don't know if I need KD's commentary on it. I think a lot of what KD's speaking to is the manipulation of a quote and then spinning it into a headline in order to get clicks. I, he's talking about media in general, but the one thing that seems to get him is he might speak for two and a half minutes and someone will isolate one specific line he said and they'll use it in an out-of-context way in a headline and now all of a sudden he's stuck defending on that. As to the Bernard thing, comes down to all interactions in life. Understand the situation and then try to figure it out and act accordingly. Like with Bernard, you knew he was going to be banged up. You knew he was mm-hmm. going to be upset. You know that entire locker room's upset. You come in, maybe quietly, subtly. Look, I, I don't. I know you don't want to talk about this. I know that. I got to ask. You have to we ask. Can all move on, and then even if the player is 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 still livid about it, at some point they will look back and realize that's probably the best way that could be handled. Outside of no one asking you anything, which probably is not an option. That's probably certainly not an option, not coming off of that scenario. Greeny here on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh filling in for Mike Greenberg. Coming up next, Jets or Jags? Which team has a better chance at making some noise if they get into the playoffs? Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's been a fun couple hours live from ESPN HQ here in Bristol, Connecticut. Joe and Amber debuts right here on ESPN Radio, January 3rd, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. We will keep you entertained Monday through Friday when we get our show going. But right now... Greatest show ever. ever. That's the early reviews from I mean, it, my mom. I mean, it, we haven't done it yet, yeah, but my, I'm, I'm with you. I'm hearing rave reviews. My All, mom is convinced it's going to be a great oh, show. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Rave reviews as well for Thursday Night Football, which, of course, now is on Amazon. Let's bring in Andrew Whitworth, Super Bowl champ, Amazon Prime analyst. And, Andrew, thanks so much for joining us. You've got Jags Jets tomorrow night. So I have to start in the most obvious place here with the New York Jets. It will be Zach Wilson under center for the Jets. Their playoff hopes ride squarely on his shoulders. How do you feel about the way that Robert Sala has handled that quarterback room? Yeah, I think it's been interesting. You know, obviously, I think he's in a really tough position. I mean, obviously, you, you wanted to see Zach Wilson make that, you know, change this year and have that emergence of, all right, this is the guy we drafted and we want to see him take those steps. And it just hasn't happened yet. And you look opposite them, Trevor Lawrence, he had that moment six weeks ago, and he's been on fire since that moment. So I think for Robert Sala, it's like, hey, look, we thought we were going to be playing the other quarterback. Now he's hurt. Now it's Zach Wilson. We kind of want to let him sit for a minute and develop and kind of develop some of the technique and timing things we want to see out of him. And, oh, man, now he's back in the saddle right here in our playoff hopes, and, and he's carrying them. And I just think for Zach, it's like, hey, man, just play the position. And I think so much of it is you see the dynamic arm strength. You see the plays he can make when he's, you know what, he's, he's on and he's in the moment. But there's just too many plays that are just, hey, guys are open, just make the throw in timing and rhythm of what we're trying to do and just control the offense. I know people hate the game manager word, but just game manage. Just play good, solid NFL quarterback. And then all those skills you have to make those other plays, that's the added advantage of you. But play the quarterback position the best and the most consistent you can for us to have success. Andrew, I think I know the answer to the question, but I'm going to ask anyway. You and the Thursday night football crew, before the season started, you get a list of all the Thursday night games. I'd have to imagine that you went right to Week 16, saw Jets-Jaguars, and thought, oh, yeah, this is definitely for a playoff spot. 
Yeah, I think you look at this week, I think it's so funny seeing, you know, I watched obviously my former team, the Rams and Packers, play Monday night. And it's like, man, you probably looked at this schedule and said, oh, man, I wish that he gave us an opportunity to have that game. Could we have had Rams, Packers instead of Jaguars, Jets? And then you look at those two records and you're like, wow, okay, the Rams and Packers have won nine games. And here we are with these two teams with a chance. Both of them have chances in the playoffs. One of them could possibly win their division. I mean, it's unbelievable to think when you, that's why you cannot circle these games before the season starts because that is the beauty of the NFL is you never know what's going to happen. And we've got two young quarterbacks, top picks in the draft, right behind each other, playing for both of them, trying to figure out a way to get their team to the playoffs. Andrew, we're a Super Bowl champ, Amazon Prime analyst joining us here on Greeny, Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh filling in for Mike Greenberg. So unpredictable season, as it always is in the NFL, but maybe a bit predictable that Trevor Lawrence would finally get things together here in Peterson's system. It feels like things are really clicking, not just for this Jags team, but we're finally seeing why Lawrence was that, you know, hands-on, first pick, can't miss kind of draft pick. What have you made of his progression this season, Andrew? I think the biggest thing is I've loved just seeing him have that moment against Denver. And you know what? He felt like, hey, it's on me. I caused my team to lose. And he said himself, I never want this to happen again. And when you have that moment as a player where you say, you know what? I'm going to put my feet in the ground. And from this day forward, I'm going to be more consistent, more efficient at what I do, and find a way to be the reason my team wins and loses every single week. Uh, I think that he really embraced that and realized, you know what? That's what playing NFL quarterback's about and he's been on fire since. He's been one of the top quarterbacks in the league since that moment. Statistically, he's right up there at the top with everybody. And so I think really for me, I thought it's cool to see a young, talented kid like him. Like, hey, we've all seen his arm strength. We've seen his ability to make some really dynamic throws. But how well can you just play the position of quarterback and put your team in positions to win and be a distributor of the football? He's done that at a really high level, and I think Doug Peterson obviously deserves a lot of credit for finding a way to help him find that confidence and belief and being his best week in and week out. And, man, Jacksonville's got to be really excited about the future because they got a lot of young talent, and they're on the rise. Elsewhere around the AFC, the Bills are currently the one seed, Kansas City the two seed, Cincinnati right behind them a game back as the three seed. Cincinnati and Buffalo are going to meet Week 17 Monday Night Football in Cincinnati. As you're handicapping those three right now, who would you pick to emerge to win the conference, or is it someone I didn't mention? You know what? I think really, if you look at their seasons, you know, all of them have had moments where they looked really good. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is, is still Patrick Mahomes. He's the best there is, and and I, I think it's been fun though to see this Cincinnati team find more ways to win even this year. I think the last year their season they were really healthy. This year they've had an opportunity where they've overcome a lot of injuries. They've overcome a lot of things happening to them and still found ways to win. And then in Buffalo, it's like they just keep winning football games, going out and competing, and people keep you know hammering down. I love Josh Allen's answer about, hey, I don't think this is an offense that looks like it could win a Super Bowl. Okay, we'll see. You know, I, I think that it's cool to see these young quarterbacks who are so confident, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be a blast to see how this finishes up. But I just think when you talk about being complete and playing complimentary football and having been there before last year, I just have a sneaky feeling this Cincinnati team is going to find a way to get itself back there. 
Andrew, we're Super Bowl champ, Amazon Prime analyst joining us here on Greeny. Uh, one of the biggest stories uh, this week right now is the health of Jalen Hurts, Andrew. And of course, we know we have that Eagles-Cowboys matchup coming up this weekend that a lot of people had circled on their calendars. Maybe it's lost a little bit of its luster because of the Cowboys lost the Jags and then also because of the status of Jalen Hurts. Would you play him if he can play through a sprained shoulder? I think seeing is how they really only need need to win one of the last three to really kind of seal it up and and have the chance for them to be where they need to be. I, I think you got to be real careful. I mean, obviously, I think it's funny that the last time these two teams played, it was about Cooper Rush and not having Dak for the Cowboys. And now here we are in this rematch, and it's another battle where hey, maybe the Eagles don't have their quarterback, and so we get to kind of see these two teams go at it one way or another, but. I think really for them, it's about making a smart decision here because you need him. You know what he's going to have to do in the playoffs. One of the biggest parts of their offense is not just his ability to throw it. It's his ability to run it and all the things they can do with the running game with him. And so those hits add up. And you've got to make a conscious decision of or if we are going to play him, is it going to be more about not giving him those runs, let's just throw it, and then are we putting ourselves in a bad position by doing that? Because the reality is all we want to do is get that chance to get in the playoffs have home field advantage, and that plays in our favor, and we want a healthy Jalen Hurts to do it. So I think it's going to be more of a less about him and how he feels and more about the team and what they see is really what, what's most important for their future as a franchise. Your time with the Rams, you know the San Francisco 49ers about as well as anybody. How dangerous are they in the NFC picture right now? They're unbelievable. When you look just talent for talent with the Eagles and, and how it would line up with their D-line and the Eagles' O-line and, and vice versa, I think it's going to be an unbelievable matchup if we get to see it in the NFC Championship. And I do think both those two teams will be there. Uh, I just, you know, at the end of the day, go with that matchup and I look at it and I go, all right, what, where do you see the weaknesses and who do you think wins? It really just ends up bringing you back to the quarterback position. And it's like, am I going to go with Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy? Because both groups have great D-line and O-line matchups. They both in the secondary know how to play and have played really well. Uh, it's going to come down to that. And I think you just have to go with Jalen Hurts in that matchup, even though Brock Purdy has been an awesome gift to them at this point in the season and really done a great job of handling them and finding ways for them to continue to win and get themselves up, moving up in the playoff seating. But I think I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts in that matchup, but it's going to be a fun one to watch. Super Bowl champ and Amazon Prime analyst Andrew Whitworth joining us. Andrew, we'll get you out of here on this one. How can viewers watch the final two games of Thursday Night Football on Amazon? I mean, go to Prime Video and type in uh, NFL on Prime. You'll see us right there. Come watch the games. Uh, We're there for pregame, halftime, postgame, talking about the game. Then obviously Alan Kirk and Kaylee are covering it during it. So it's, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun. I've never been more excited in my life for the game of football, watching it every week and being a part of this. What a great crew we have. Everyone, please go on there, find us, and uh, come watch some great football. Well, we will certainly be doing that tomorrow night. Jets, Jags. Andrew, thanks so much for stopping by. Hey, thanks for having me. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh filling in for Mike Greenberg here on Greeny. And the situation with the New York Jets, I don't want it to feel like we're beating a dead horse here. But it is going to be the story of this game, right? And I don't, is that fair to Trevor Lawrence? Because I feel like Trevor Lawrence should be a bigger story going into this game as well. Because we're so focused on the Jets having to win this game tomorrow night because they have to in order to make a postseason. The Jags also in a position, though, to make a postseason. And they started one and six, I think, on the season. I don't have it in front of me. I mean, terrible start to the season, right? And then they get it together. 
Trevor Lawrence starts looking like the pick that we always expected Trevor Lawrence to be. He gets a mulligan for last season. I was losing patience with it this season. But that Jags team, Joe, been trending the right direction. So I think that this game, like you mentioned to Andrew there, nobody would have circled this on their calendars. This matchup tomorrow night is actually going to be a pretty good one. Two teams heading in very different directions. Jets start hot, start to fade. The Jags start slow. They're coming on strong. Right now, if you're looking at the two, you have to be more impressed with the Jaguars because you want to see a team get stronger as as the year goes on, especially a team that was in a similar spot to the Jets, right? New head coach or relatively new head coach, um, young quarterbacks in their second year, teams that have some talent but have a long way to go. This is what you want to see. The Jacksonville Jaguars are developing, and they're a lot better than their record indicates. They were in a lot of one-score games where they just came up on the wrong end. The Commanders, they lost by six in week one. You had a game where you lost to the Eagles by one score, although that's a little bit more misleading because Philly was up on them pretty good. It's a great matchup. It is a great matchup for Thursday Night Football. Bet the under is what I always say when it comes to Thursday Night Football because unders cash at a very profitable rate, and these two teams don't exactly strike me as the teams that are going to put up huge offensive numbers. Total sitting around 38.5. That's a wager we'll all be at tomorrow night. Uh, you can fade or follow if you like. But ultimately, yeah, this is a heck of a lot better than I think we originally thought it was going to be. The Jets' defense is going to have to carry the way. And to your point on Trevor Lawrence, this is exactly what you want. This is the advantage to not being drafted in New York. This is the advantage to being in Jacksonville where people don't keep an eye on you. They're not talking about you. Mm -hmm. Good. You can go about your business. You don't have to worry about the distractions, which is all the Jets have right now is distractions. Yes, the 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 shot the shining of the light on you if you're the quarterback of the New York Jets versus the quarterback of the Jacks, because it hasn't all been pretty from Trevor Lawrence either. No. And and considering how he entered this league, like we put so much on Zach Wilson. If you come in as the number two overall pick, there's expectations. It's like, hey, what about that dude over there who was number one? And not just a number one pick, Joe, but like the number one pick of the century. Well, all I heard is there's zero chance you can miss on this number one pick, right. which is ludicrous because you miss on 50%, I think it is, statistically, number one picks anyways at that position, at that quarterback position. But it, he was supposed to be the can't miss. And with all those struggles, it was quiet. And some of that was obviously the Urban Meyer effect and everything that happened there in Jacksonville. But some of that, you're right, is the market you're playing in. And so Zach Wilson is living in a world of scrutiny that just doesn't exist if you're playing in Jacksonville, Florida, at least not right now. He's got to start making some plays. Bottom line, tomorrow night, you're going against the Jaguars defense. You're at home. You can put points up against these guys. It's a decent defense. It's not a great defense. It's not a terrible defense. It's kind of like what you faced last week in Detroit. People will look at the overall season metrics and they'll say the Lions defense isn't really that great. The Lion defense through the first seven games of the season was abysmal. They were giving up about 32 points per game. Since then, they're giving up about 18 points per game. They have turned the corner. Dan Campbell's teams get better as the season wears on. It happened last year. It's happening again. Zach Wilson has to put numbers up in this game. He has to make plays. If he has a mistake or two, that's fine. He's still young. But you have to make plays in this game. He did not make enough against the Lions last week. Now you got the table set with the Jags. I don't know how much more you can ask for. Mm -hmm. Getting the Lions and the Jags back-to-back when you're in a playoff hunt, there are teams out there that are going to get stuck with Kansas City. And Buffalo and Cincinnati have to go toe-to-toe. you got a great draw here. It's time to make something happen with it.
Well, right now, the Jets and the Jags are on the bubble. They're on the outside looking in. The Jets sitting at ninth. The Jags sitting at 10th in that eighth spot. Just above them in the same division, of course, as the Jets is the New England Patriots. They're on the outside looking in. My Miami Dolphins, by the way, on the inside. Uh, Looking out uh, in that seventh spot right now. The New England Patriots. That's the way to slide that in. It has nothing to do with anything, but it just slides its way in. Zero relevance. It was just a cheap shot by me. I'm going to take it every opportunity (laughs) that I get. But let me ask you about this story out of New England. England, where Trent Brown, and this is not something that you see every day, although maybe in this era you do, Joe, right? Where Trent Brown liked an Instagram post, which was a quote from our very own Bill Barnwell, where the quote is, the Patriots have to at least call Brady's people to inquire whether he would like to return to New England to finish out his career. They could also pursue Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the quote. Trent Brown liked that quote. Being vocal about wanting to move on, maybe, from his very own quarterback and Mac Jones? Why would either one of those guys want to play under Matt Patricia? Why? That has been as definitive a failure of a hiring as any as we have seen. You mean Taking to tell a, me a, a D coordinator can't just slide over to I know OC it's shocking. and it's... Not going to go smoothly when he it, hasn't coached anything on the offensive side since 2005? It has been absolutely horrific. There's no reason why either guy would want to go there because the future doesn't look very bright. Quarterbacks need star receivers in the NFL. Look around. You need, all the good teams have quarterbacks with star receivers. Jalen Hurts got a star receiver, and he's making big-time plays. Like, that's how it plays. And you don't have O-line star receivers. And big-time everything else yeah. Jalen Hurts has. Now I sound like Mike Tyreek Hill so. goes to Miami to play with Tua. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Tua's putting up big numbers. Jalen Waddle as well. No one's going to want to go play quarterback in New England. There's nothing there for you It's right why now. Tom Brady left New England. Yes. Because he was tired of not having the weapons, right? Like, it worked for a long time, and he can elevate the talent around him. But when he was in his 40s, he's looking at what they've done there, and they're like, "What? He, why am I dealing with this? Let me go play with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin down in Tampa. We're real real quick, weapons. Susan Slusser from the San Francisco Chronicle. Scott Boris tells me that after the Giants canceled their press conference yesterday, they indicated they still wanted to negotiate about Correa, but he didn't hear anything more from them. 12 hours later, the Mets got the deal worked out. Interesting. So this may Ghosted have been a real Correa decision. Giants drag their feet, ends up costing them. Carlos Correa now, a New York Met as a result. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.